Emma May Dinkins here. This podcast is powered by the Converge Podcast Network. What's up? What's up, incredible humans? I love you so much. God loves you so much. And my joy for getting to speak with you today is unreal. And my gratitude for your life is beyond what words could describe in this moment. Like you are so special. Friends, let us rejoice in this day because this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us not forget all of his benefits that he has crowned us with tender love and mercies. He has forgiven us of our sins. He renews our strength like the eagles. Praise the Lord. Y'all, I'm so excited about today. So without further ado, faith comes by hearing. So grab your headphones and let's get on into the word. excited about this message today. It's actually been on my heart for quite some time and so now getting to speak this and share it with you is a is a joy. And so I pray that it meets you where you are and encourages you right where you are. The Lord is so good. This message is authenticity. The way that this started to get stirred in my heart was I have this sweatshirt and it's actually one of my favorite sweatshirts. Not because it has like some fancy lettering on it or because it has like some pop in color. It's literally just a solid gray plain. Like there's nothing on it. It's just gray. But the reason that it's one of my favorites is because the outside is so fuzzy and soft and the inside is so fuzzy and so soft. So what you see is what you get. Like what's portrayed on the outside is what you experience on the inside as well. And I don't know if y'all have ever experienced going shopping and you see something hanging up and it's like, that is so cute. And you go to look at it and see what it feels like and you turn it to the inside and the inside may be scratchy, um, not comfortable at all. And it's not what the outside portrayed it to be because the outside was so pretty. It was so soft. It looked like, oh, that's my dream coat. And the inside changed your mind in a heartbeat. And it it just, the outside did not portray what the inside was like. And so whenever I think of the word authentic, the definition of authentic is to be genuine. It's sincere. It's real. And the opposite of that, it's to be fake, pretending, hypocritical. And I don't know about y'all, but I want to live a life that is sincere, that is authentic, that what I portray on the outside, it is what... I'm genuinely experiencing it is where I am genuinely at on the inside. I want to live true. I think sometimes I have people ask like if it's burdensome whenever I am someone who many people know on social media and then I go see people in person, is there like a pressure to meet up to people's expectations? And something I have found to be so true is whenever I am authentic and real on a screen, it's not hard to engage with people in real life, engage with people on a stage or in person face-to-face because 
I was real on the screen, so they're not expecting me to be someone I'm not because I've been who I am the whole time. Whereas if I were to try and portray to be someone that I'm not on a screen, it's very burdensome whenever I go and meet people in person, do meet and greets, I'm on a stage and I'm speaking, then I feel like I have to carry that fake posture with me there because that's what they're expecting me to be. Whereas if I was originally authentic from the get-go, I'm free to continue to be me, be who God has called me to be um, wherever I go. And so I don't know about y'all, but I want to live authentically. I want to live true. What I am portraying on the outside, I want that to be sincerely who I am on the inside. And I believe that God is the same in the sense that I believe that the relationship he desires to have with us is real, sincere, authentic, genuine. I believe that God wants a relationship with us that from the inside out is true. Because I think that sometimes we can have this religious mindset that we are right with God, we are going to heaven, we are saved because we go to church on Sunday, we're involved in our youth group, we wear the right clothes, and we are in a Bible study. So we're, we're good to go. Well, Friends, those things are not bad. Those are actually really awesome things to be involved in your local church, to to dress modestly, to be in the word, to be involved in community. Like those things are incredible. But if we think all of those outward things make us right with God, allow us to earn his love, which that's something we'll go into later, but we can't earn his love. But we feel as though because we've done all these outside things, we've earned it. When on the inside, we don't really know him. We don't really love him. These things aren't really what we're about. Friend, there's something off there. Because God desires a relationship with us from the inside out. And so if we're doing all of these outward things because we think we need to portray a certain image for certain people to like us or we need to deserve God's love for us or we need to make our way to heaven so we're going to make sure all of the outside things are put together, then we're missing it. Because the Lord says in 1 Samuel sixteen seven that I, the Lord, don't look at the things people look at. For people look at the outward appearance and the outward appearance, it does matter. Like that, those things are important, like I said. But the Lord says, I look at the heart. That's what's most important to me. I desire a real relationship with you where you know me, I know you. And therefore you're compelled by that knowledge of me. You're compelled by that love for me to then go do things on the outside. Not for my approval, not for my acceptance, not for the affirmation of people, but from a place of my love. You see what I mean? This is powerful. God desires that type of a relationship with us. In Matthew 23, Jesus is addressing this same issue to the religious leaders. Starting in verse 25, he says, What sorrow awaits you, teachers of religious law, and you Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are so careful to clean the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside you are filthy, full of greed and self-indulgence, you blind Pharisee. First, wash the inside of the cup and the dish, and then the outside will become clean too. So Jesus is like, (laughs) y'all, You're called religious leaders, 
you say all the right words, you do all of the right things, you're attending all the right ceremonies, the outside of you is looking fine. Like you're right on target, he said, but the inside, you're filled with greed, self-indulgence, and it's all about you. What sorrow awaits you? Why? Because you're living an inauthentic life. You claim to love the Lord. You claim to care about his people, but inside it's all about you. What sorrow awaits you? And so you know what that tells me? It tells me that great joy awaits us whenever we live authentically. Great joy awaits us when we truly know the Lord, we truly love the Lord, and the outside of our life reflects that. Powerful. In Isaiah 1, the Lord is addressing the people of Judah because they have rebelled against him. They do not do things that honor his name. They do not care about the things that the Lord cares about, yet they still attend the religious ceremonies. They're still offering sacrifices. They're still coming to the Lord to pray, but in their hearts, they're far from him. In their hearts, they're walking in sin. And so the Lord is addressing his people. And this also, friends, is happening during the Old Testament. So this is before Jesus has come to pay for the sins of the world, to save all who believe in him and call on his name. Because God so loved the world, he so loved you and I, that he sent his one and only son, Jesus, so that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. He was the perfect sacrifice for all. It is finished, and all who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. But this is before the Messiah has come. It's in Isaiah chapter 1, and So what's taking place here is people, whenever they would sin against the Lord, they would offer sacrifices to him for um, forgiveness of their sin. And so this is what, just so that you have some context of what's happening. The Lord, he's not very happy. Starting in verse 11, Isaiah 1, he says, What makes you think that I want all of your sacrifices, says the Lord? I am sick of your burnt offerings of rams and the fat of fattened cattle. I get no pleasure from the blood of bulls and lambs and goats. When you come to worship me, who asked you to parade through my courts with all your ceremony? Stop bringing me your meaningless gifts. The incense of your offerings disgusts me. As for your celebrations of the new moon and the Sabbath and your special days for fasting, they are all sinful and false. Basically, they're all ingenuine. I want no more of your pious meetings. I hate your new moon celebrations and your annual festivals. They are a burden to me. I cannot stand them. When you lift up your hands in prayer, I will not look. Though you offer many prayers, I will not listen. For your hands are covered with the blood of innocent victims. Wash yourselves and be clean. Get your sins out of my sight. Give up your evil ways. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Help the oppressed. Defend the cause of orphans. Fight for the rights of widows. So the Lord is like, y'all are coming to pray to me. Y'all are giving me sacrifices. Y'all are hosting all of these gatherings. But your hearts don't even care about me. I see what you're doing on the outside, but I look at your heart and your heart is far from me. Your heart does not know me. Your heart does not love me. So stop with all of these outside things and first care about the inside. Deal with what's going on inside. 
God wants a real, sincere, authentic, genuine relationship with us. And again, I'm not saying that these ceremonies in our day and age, these conferences, these gatherings, these meetings, like all of all of those things, y'all, they're precious. They're important. They're so good. But if it's for a religious show, if it's for a performance, if it's from a motive of thinking that we have to do these things to earn the love of God, then we've missed the point. All of these outward things should be an overflow of the love that we have for God and the desire to know him more and the desire to bring glory to his name. But may we not be like the religious leaders that Jesus addresses in Matthew 23, where on the outside of our cup and dish, we're spotless, we're clean, but the inside is filled with pride. It's all about us. It's all about what people think of us. It's all about how we can perform to earn something rather than being in a place of humility, knowing the Lord, loving the Lord, and can't help but expressing it outwardly. Do you see what I'm saying? Again, I'm not saying that the outside doesn't matter, but I'm saying that God is looking for the outside to reflect a heart of genuine love for Him. You're listening to the Converge Podcast Network. And now a message from one of our network supporters. I wanted to take a break in our show today to tell you about an online parenting event that you or someone you know definitely won't want to miss. We're living in strange and difficult days, wouldn't you say? And I think it's safe to say that parents feel the pressure to lead in their homes especially well right now. But wouldn't it be nice to feel the freedom to check that perfectionism at the door and become the perfectly imperfect parent God actually called you to be? It's time to sign up today for the Perfectly Imperfect Christian Parenting event that will be held on October 23rd through 24th. This completely digital event was designed to give parents the practical and spiritual help needed to grow as leaders in the home, and it's an easy and accessible digital format. With more than 40 available talks, you'll hear from amazing speakers like Aaron and Jamie Ivey, Mark Batterson, Jonathan Pitts, Nicole Zasowski, the Duck Dynasty Robertson family, and many, many more. Tickets are only $49, so we invite you or a parent that you love to register today for this digital Christian parenting event. Visit perfectlyimperfect.org to sign up today. Now, let's get back to today's show. John 14, 15, Jesus said, he said, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. You see what I mean? 1 John 5, 3 says that those who love the Lord obey his commands and his commands are not a burden. And in James 2, James addresses this. James 2, verse 18, he says, Now some may argue that some people have faith, others have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. All three of those verses, Jesus saying, if you love me, you will obey me. John saying, those who love God obey him, his commands are not a burden. And James saying, that I will show you my faith by my good deeds. Do you see the root of all the outward things? 
The outward things were obeying God's command. The outward things were doing good deeds. You see, but all of them came from a seed. All of them came from an inward posture of faith and love for God. My knowledge of God, my intimacy with God, and my love for God should overflow into my good works and into my outward appearance. The outside does matter, but whenever it is falsely portraying what's really going on, what sorrow awaits us. The proof, I want to share the proof that God desires a real relationship with us, and that is the gospel. Friends, God desires a real relationship with us, but we don't have to make that happen on our own. He went before us and made a way when we couldn't. That's why I said earlier that sometimes we do all of these outward things because we feel like we have to earn God's love, and that is such a lie from the enemy. Because Paul said in Ephesians 2, it is by grace, through faith, that you are saved. It is not by your own works, but it is a gift from God so that you may not boast in yourself, but so that you may boast in the Lord and the work that he has done on our behalf. As I said earlier in John three sixteen, God so loved the world that he sent his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. In Romans 5, 8, God demonstrated his perfect love for us in that while we were still sinners, just like the people of Judah, while we had rebelled against the Lord, while we went our own way and didn't care about God, God still loved us. He still demonstrated his perfect love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Christ came and lived the perfect life that we could not live. He became sin, though he knew no sin, so that we might become the righteousness of God, so that we might become perfect in the eyes of the Lord, holy in the eyes of the Lord, only by the blood of his son. Because the wages of our sin, the wages of the fact that we rebelled against God is death. We deserve to die. But Jesus came and paid that for us by dying a death on a cross was buried in a tomb, and three days later, he rose from the grave. And that is why all who believe in him, all who call on his name, we are a new creation. It is no longer we who live, but Christ who lives in us. So when God sees his children through the blood of his son, our sins are made clean. We are are made pure as white as snow. We are made new. We are made whole. We are made perfect by Jesus and Jesus alone. His grace is sufficient for us. Praise God that in my weakness, his strength is made perfect. Praise God that he saved me from myself. Praise God that he wanted a genuine relationship with me so much so that he died for me to make it happen. So much so that he rose from the grave defeating death so that we can make it happen. And friends, when we call upon his name, whenever we receive him as our Lord and Savior, we we are saved And we get to have a genuine relationship with him. And so going back to Matthew 23, when Jesus is addressing this issue of authenticity with the religious leaders, and he says, first wash the inside of the cup and the dish, and then the outside will become clean too. We can't do that on our own, guys. (laughs) 
The only way that that can really happen is whenever we completely surrender our lives to the Lord. And from the inside out, he makes us a new creation, fills us with his spirit as we are led in life and peace. And he prunes away because he is our gardener. We are the branches connected to the vine that is his son, Jesus. And he prunes the things away in us that don't bear fruit so more fruit can grow. He removes the things in us that are not of him. And he promises to finish the good work that he started in us. So no matter how hard we run, no matter how hard we work, no matter how hard we perform, we cannot clean the inside of ourselves on our own. And no matter how soft and fuzzy and nice and put together we make the outside of our lives look, If the inside is not dealt with, if the inside is not addressed, if the inside is not surrendered to the Lord, what sorrow awaits us. In Hosea 4, 6, the Lord is addressing his people and he says, you are going to be destroyed because you don't know me. Notice that he doesn't say you're going to be destroyed because you didn't do everything right. Or you're going to be destroyed because you didn't have a perfect attendance. Or you're going to be destroyed because you never said all of the right words in the right place. You weren't perfect. No, he's going to say you're going to be destroyed because you didn't know me. You didn't know me. He wants to know you. And that's where real life comes from. Psalm 23, 1, in the Lord, we lack no good thing. In the Lord, we have everything we could ever need. Why? Because he made us. And it is only by surrendering to the one who made us that we can be who he's called us to be. And in Hosea 6, verse 6, the Lord says to his people, I want you to show love, not offer sacrifices. I want you to know me more than I want burnt offerings. And again, offering sacrifices, providing burnt offerings, doing good deeds, speaking life, serving one another, going to church, reading your Bible. Friends, those are incredible things. So hear me. Those are important. But the Lord is saying, if it's coming from a heart that doesn't really know him, that doesn't really love him, then sorrow awaits that type of life. I encourage you to ask the Lord, God, search my heart and know me. Thank you, God, that you want to know me. You made me to know you, that you loved me so much you sent your son so I could have an authentic relationship with you. I ask that you would prune away anything in me that isn't legit, that isn't sincere. I ask that you would give me a spirit of wisdom and revelation so I may know you better. I ask that you would correct the thinking in me that is on a religious pattern, thinking I have to do these things to perform, to earn your love. Correct that in me, God. Correct the things in me that I'm doing just so I can have a certain image in the eyes of people, so I can be seen as a godly person, so I can be thought of as someone who has it all together. God, correct that in me. May my heart be undivided so I may fear your name only. For am I here for the approval of people? No, indeed, I'm here for your approval, God. I want to be like my favorite gray sweatshirt. I want y'all to be like my favorite gray sweatshirt. 
I want the outside to portray the inside. I want to go and good, do good deeds. I want to obey God's word. I want to live a life that brings glory to the name of the Lord, not to boast in myself, not so people can think a certain way about me, not to earn God's love because I could never do that no matter how great of a life I lived, but from a desired heart of bringing glory to the name of the Lord, from a heart that knows God and is compelled by his love and therefore cannot help but make him known and love people. Guys, God desires a real, genuine, authentic relationship with you. And the proof of that is the gospel. Great joy awaits you when you truly know God and are living a life from that place. Doesn't mean you're going to live a perfect life, but an authentic one? Oh yeah. You are so loved, my friend. And I pray that this encourages you. I pray that this causes you to kind of sit down with curiosity of what your motives are, of where you are with the Lord and why you do what you do. I pray that the Lord uses this message to grow you closer to Him. I pray that this message encourages you in your walk, wherever you are in your purposeful walk. Friend, you are seen, you are loved, you are adored, and I pray you have the best week ever. (laughs) Don't forget how awesome you are. Don't forget how you were made to live an authentic life from the inside out. What joy awaits us when we live authentically. You're incredible, my friend. Have the best day. Hannah Gronowski here, proud member of the Converge Podcast Network. Hey, I wanted to let you know that I have a brand new book coming out on September 15th called Generation Distinct, Discover the Wrong You Were Born to Make Right. This book is available at generationdistinct.com slash book on Amazon or anywhere books are sold. This book is for you. The wild, the risky, the rebels. I pray blessings and encouragement and a deepening of faith over your life today. Be sure to subscribe, rate, give reviews, and go share this episode with all of your people so that we can continue to build our community and build our faith. Thank you for tuning in to the Have You Heard podcast, and don't forget how awesome you are. This show is part of the Converge Podcast Network.